Ladies and gentlemen, finally, welcome back to another finally. episode of the Chimpin' and Champ podcast. Uh, it's been a minute. It's, we, been a, it's been a couple days. Josh and I have taken some time off, um, mainly because of me and my time schedule, but we are back. Yes. So we are back. We're going to sit down, just Josh and I are going to catch up on um, some topics we need to catch up on. Some talk questions. About some things that have happened in the last few weeks, some oh questions. Boy. We finally got, for, we got some questions from, um, from our audience, so that's awesome. Um, so first off, Josh, how are you? Terrific, how are you? Man, couldn't be better. If it was any better, I'd be a twin, you know what I mean? And the second one would not be allowed to live at your house, Missy already said. Yeah, he'd be kicked out. Be like another child. So how's the shoulder? Ah, shoulders shoulders doing pretty good. I'm feeling a little bit better. So uh, I guess we start with that. Yeah, let's talk about what happened to you and what's going on in your your journey here. Hit a setback, right? I I don't know if I'd call it a setback, but we definitely hit the learning curve. Um, So I've been going to Barbell, and uh, after the Oli Complex, I kind of felt like, man, my shoulder was just feeling a little bit wonky. Uh, working out and training with you, we noticed that you know my left arm was starting to become a problem where my right arm always was before, which could have still been in my head. So I decided to go to the doctor and get get it looked at. After um, repeated attempts from many others to get me to go to the doctors and get it looked at, uh, it, I took a little bit of time to realize that I needed to do that, and then I did. So yeah. Yeah. So you got diagnosed with um, kyphosis, correct? Hey, you can you know what the words are better yeah, than so I do. Yeah, so do you mind if I say about I, it? I, I'm I'm about talk about whatever you want. So Josh has what's called kyphosis. So your spine has a couple of different um, things that usually go wrong. Kyphosis being one, lordosis being two, and then um, scoliosis being three. Um, what he has is a curvature of his upper spine. So from the base of his skull um, down around in between his shoulder blades, he has a pretty good, not a hunchback, but that's, for lack of better terms, is what it's turning into be. And that forward head lean, so he has like a forward head movement, and it's starting to inflame and pinch a nerve, which is causing shoulder pain. So we're going to try him from, they gave him some steroids? Some yeah, they gave us, I got some steroids and some, some things going on with that, but um, for the most part, I'm actually not taking that stuff. What okay. I'm, I'm going to be doing is focusing a little bit more on um, just trying to make sure I'm lifting properly, you know, engaging lats, engaging... Taking some of the weight down and... Taking really some of the weight down and really focusing on what I need to be doing. Good for you. That's um, going to help a lot. Because I really don't like to put anything out, any of that stuff... In there, if I don't have to. There is a, a technique they do. It's called um, it's called the ninety degree um, isometric eccentric protocol. And you and I worked on this a little bit. So when you have a hurt joint, you don't want to go through full range of motion. They keep it at ninety degrees, and you go through it real slow. Pause. Your eccentric motion is very slow. It's supposed to help build the muscle and tendons up a little bit stronger. Something we can try too. We did it a couple times there last week, but yeah. we always work on that. So um, so I had to get some X rays. Yeah. So I, I got some X rays, and they said about the straightening of my back that should be curved or I don't know I'm dumb I'm the chimp for a reason uh, I don't do math that's why <laughs> I come to the gym and I'm not a very good speller so all of those things are a great perfect storm so talk about some training things you can help with that we talked about face pulls we face, did talk about face pulls face pulls are going to be uh, doing 10 of those a day yeah we're going to do 3 sets of 10 it's going to really help pull that pull that muscle back and that, that develop that muscle around that spine so face pulls are going to be your best friend um, bent over rows things like that any type of row motion um, now they say because of this new age we're in, they have something called tech neck. And I think Dr. Riddle talked about it when we were on here. Tech neck's a real thing. And they say now for every push, for every one push exercise you do, you should do three pull exercises to help because everybody's so forward lean these days from looking at phones and being on computers that everybody's starting to develop this forward roll. So by doing more pulls and pushes, it'll start pulling that back and kind of balancing out a little bit. So isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. The world we live in. It is the world we live in. Eventually, we're all going to be curled up and look like uh, Squidward from SpongeBob. Not with the big nose, necessarily. Not like me. The little arms, the tiny little hands. (laughs) They'll just be used to leaning over like this. Yeah, Yeah, it'll look like. So, other than that, everything else good? Uh, Yeah, things have been great. Things are terrific. I'm totally not frustrated, mad, angry, going through anything. One of our our listeners actually asked a question about you, so when we get to that portion, we'll go ahead and talk about it. Yeah. Um, So, let's go ahead and... Recap the last probably month since we've done a podcast. Well, yeah, let's talk about the somewhere we were at because we, we went somewhere kind of together. Sweat for the vets. Whew. It was nice. This was beautiful. I loved it. Oh yeah, you're um, a sick, sick twisted. Well, man. I liked it because first off, the weather was gorgeous. We couldn't have asked for a better, was nice. better day in November. It was sixties, right? That was like the last nice day. Yeah, it was November seventh. I think is when we were in that. Right? Whatever it was. Yeah, the calendar says yeah, July. Our, our, our this is what happens day. when you have two people that are um, just, yeah. Oh, the calendar. But we ran, we ran a good race. Um, we had Gorilla House really showed up, and we had the Gordy, um, Gordy and Ben really did well. 
and pretty much every, like, everybody that ran did well. Yeah, I would say I would say over half of the awards came to someone came from to our lives. camp. So that was pretty awesome. So congratulations to everybody that was there and finished. I know there were quite a few people there, and it looked like I think in the one picture there was like twenty people. Yeah, we had quite you know, twenty entrants in the Gorilla House. That's a pretty great showing. So and on a terrain like that, that's very unforgiving. If you've never been up there, um, it's very unforgiving terrain. The first portion, I guess, the first mile is on a road, and then you make a hard right, and you're looking straight up the side of a mountain, and it becomes kind of a hike from there. It's like a fast-paced hike. You run 10 feet, and then you end up walking. Um, when you get to the top of this mountain, we cut down into the into the wood line, and uh, it's just boulder after boulder after boulder of you become a rock hopper. You just kind of so how much of the you did the 10k and I did, I did the 5k. So how much of the 10k did you actually run? All the road portions, obviously. So on the road, um, and then we hit the trail. I ran until I hit traffic. Basically, there's a bunch of people in front of you. Once you stop running, it's hard to pick it back up. So you kind of got. You kind of got into this gaggle fuck of people, and then I slowed, had to slow down and walk. And then from there, you're walking up a hill, so it was, and there, and the, it was really um, loose gravel, so I couldn't get my footing down. It was also wet. I tried moss run. was... No, it wasn't too bad. I think moss it, was sort of slick when the... We, I mean, our, the our moss, trail was a little bit different than yours, but ours was mostly tree-covered. Yeah, so and it was really good. It was still kind of damp. So I don't know if I hit that part of it. We, um, so basically what happened, we started walking once we hit people, and it was just... We'd run five, ten feet, and then end up walking again. Until we got into the trail. Now, once we got into the trail, it opened up a little bit. Um, but again, it was, you're going down the side of the mountain now. And you're, when I say it's boulder after boulder, it is literally a, a rock trail. You're jumping from one rock to another, looking for a tree to grab onto so you don't fall between the rocks. Um, there's one or two open sections that you can get onto and kind of pace it out. And of course, the one section that's wide open, nothing around, I fall. And I'm like, how do you fall on an open section? My, knee, my legs were just so tired. I thought... Yeah, your brain, you don't feel the pain, and I thought my legs would move, and the one didn't want to go. Before we even started the race, I looked at Scott, and I was like, they're going to fall, and he's like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to fall. There's he was right. Out. But then I came down to the road, um, hit the road, I felt pretty good on the road, and finished the race um, at about, I think I did an hour 15, I think is what I hit. Wow. So, I mean, it's nobody, nobody's knocking down my door for any kind of uh, autographs. But Where were was, you at in your age group? Aren't you like sixth in my age group, maybe? So that sounds about right. I remember when we were looking at the board. I'm just again with uh, you. Got to understand. At this point in my life, I don't look for winning. I look at the fact that I'm capable of doing it with two fake hips. I mean, never thought I'd be able to do that again. So anytime I can do shit like that, I feel good. Kind of a sense of accomplishment, just for my own personal gains. You know what I mean? And to anybody that was behind him that doesn't have two fake hips, just keep in mind, <laughs> he's just a jerk, and he's literally just using that as an excuse. Yeah, no, no, they, they <laughs> definitely got me on that one. Um, all right, so let's see. What else did we do in the last few weeks? So what else did we do when we talk about... Uh, we, we did the split for vets. We also did... Uh, well, we did one Thursday night special edition visit, and we visit, I visited another trainer from the gym as well. So I visited Ray in the jujitsu right. jiu class. I can Ray, I'm really sorry if you're listening. I'm, maybe I'm hoping you're not, just because I'm probably not going to say jujitsu the way it's supposed to. But I said it. So yeah, we went. Yeah, it was fun. We came. We saw. We it's got, an eye opener, beat, got thrown around by uh, a really, really, really little guy and um, made to feel really, really small and inadequate. But uh, that guy's a champ, and he totally destroyed me every time but he had the opportunity to. Do you know that's what jiu-jitsu is about, right? I, I'm aware. Yeah, jiu-jitsu is not no, about No, I had no idea. Thing. You said, do you want to come to this thing at the gym? And I was like, hell yeah. And then I got there, and they gave me like a bathrobe to wear. <laughs> and my fat ass is up there sweating and dripping and dying and getting thrown around by this like 15-year-old kid. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's telling me he's still in high school as he's throwing me up over his shoulder and onto the floor. The kids, uh, to give that kid some credit, he he lives up there. He's yeah. very good. He he's has, a champ. He has some, ad, ad, um, uh, what's that called, admirations of going pretty far in that. Yeah. So. I de- with the dedication and mindset that he has, he's not going to have a problem. Well, with what's that. cool about jiu-jitsu is that what, that's what it's all about is um, it's not about size. So the better you are, size doesn't matter. Now, you take two people two different sizes that have equal skill, now size matters. That becomes a help. But if you're really, like, at your size, you have no skill. Let's, let's You wow. have a little bit of skill. But let's say... In no, this, in I, had this, no, I had no skill. Yeah, in this, in this scenario, you really don't have jujitsu skill. And the other kid does. Correct. He kind of leveled out that playing field because of he used his skill against yourself, you know, so... Thanks. It was... I'm just being honest. It, it was, was a great eye-opening experience. It is. Yeah. You're coming back, right? I'm definitely going to come back. Um, just need to get... 
need to get through the holidays here. Yeah, yeah. make through the holidays. You know. Um, you saw a nutritionist during this? I did, so I actually got Tim. to spend some time with Tim. Um, Tim does all the new, does the nutrition class and the, the new nutrition courses. Um, I'm hearing rumors on the street that maybe at some point there may be some kind of competition coming up again in the wintertime, maybe to try to spark some interest in weight loss. So I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything or not say anything, but I don't know who I heard it from, and nobody will ever get it from me. Good luck. So I don't know. Uh, maybe that's something that's coming up. So I'm going to eat a whole bunch here real soon. How is try to gain a bunch of weight. How's the diet going? So uh, since working out with Tim and from the last week of the Barbo Complex, I'm down, I'm down 10 pounds from, from then. So you're down 290? Is that where you're at? Yeah. Good. So the struggle continues. Um, for me, we found out a bunch of things, you know, weird things you wouldn't think were real things, I guess you would say. Um, for example, when we were talking about nutrition and kind of deep diving into what I eat, I probably hadn't eaten any fruit for like a week. And it was weird to say that, but when I was thinking about things that I eat, I don't have fruit in my refrigerator. So I uh, well, <laughs> added some stuff in. At one point, you kind of got really um, anti-carb, needless yes. to say, right? So yeah. you fell into the belief of carbs are, carbs are bad, carbs make you fat, which this isn't just you. A lot of people are losing weight do the same thing. Um, and then I think once you start eating them and you realize, oh, wait a second, it's really not the carbs. It's the quality, first off, the quality of food you're eating and the amount of food you eat, that's, that's what balances everything out. Yeah, and I think a lot of it for me was just not getting your head out of your ass when it comes to what your body needs. You know, all this other stuff that everybody else is eating, just because they're eating it doesn't mean that you should or shouldn't be. You know, so things like, you know, these... Now I have kind of like a, a nice little regiment where I know exactly what I'm going to eat for the most part for breakfast and lunch every day, so I don't really have to worry about it. Dinner's my only oddball. Yeah. Um, but I... I've gotten like I gained a lot of knowledge about how how things work and and a lot of things that are kind of like ridiculous. Like I went into that I went into that consultation saying and and even telling Scott I'm not counting calories. I don't have time. I'm not doing it. And guess what? I'm not counting calories. And why? And because I kept telling kept telling you you got to count calories. You got yeah. kept saying I'm not doing. it. I'm like that's the only way I know to do this to do right. it efficiently. I said so. That's when. We collectively come up and said, you know, obviously you're not going to listen to too much what I say about nutrition, so let's talk to somebody that has more knowledge to somebody piece of paper. So maybe when this guy tells you the same shit, maybe <laughs> you'll listen now. Um, but no, with that being said, you you have a clear understanding. It's just a matter of implementing the understanding now. That's always a hard part. Understanding is one thing, um, and acting it, especially diet, diet's hard. And they'll tell you that 100%. Like, working out's the easy part. Diet is always going to be the hardest part. Oh, yeah. Only because it does take a little bit of thinking and know-how and, and some time to track. But you're doing well. I'm glad you're down 10 pounds. Cool. How, do you, how do you feel? The same. I can tell you right now your performance looks a whole lot better. You're now, when you hit, yesterday's barbell well, club was pretty PEDs. shitty. No, you Well, yesterday was a pretty shitty workout. And you were down there smiling and making fun of me, and I'm fucking in a pain cave. Yeah, for, so I was we, in a pain cave for 20 minutes there. Every hurt. time I went by that window, just giving you the finger, it made me I saw you, but a I was little bit better. And I, I was like, man, Scott always yells about people that screw around while he's got a weight in his hand, but I don't even care. Uh, uh, I was I was in my own head, and I, I was started those cleans were getting clean presses were starting to so really was, get shitty. That's kind of funny that we bring that up, and this is going to sidetrack and derail us. So maybe we should stay where we're. Yeah, we're good. Go ahead. But um, so one of the questions so we got these questions from viewers. One of the questions that I got was sort of a, seems like a silly question to me, but I think that there's probably more than just this person asking these questions. What the hell is Friday Night at the Bar, and what does it cost? Like, what are we actually doing back there, and is it just for certain people? How do you go? What's going on? Go ahead and answer that. It's sort of a silly question to me. So if I can do it, for the record, anybody that's listening to this, if you are smart enough to get your phone, computer, laptop, whatever, and get onto this podcast, you're way smarter than I am probably. You should be able to handle Friday Night at the Bar without a problem. <laughs> so Friday Night at the Bar, to make it, um, if you want a definition, it's a, it's a functional fitness class, but we designed it to be all, almost every time. It's not a class. It's not a class. Not a class. Yeah. So it's a self-guided. We demonstrate it. We have It's a, a competition. Yeah. We, we, come up with the, we come up with the workouts, um, and then we'll come in and demonstrate it. But me and Josh work out together in this, not as a team. Him and I, we battle, no, he we sucks battle against each other. But I got him. We all work out. Uh, we all work out. Um, but the concept is we always try to make it a team based. So not not always like one. I think one week we did just go individuals, but we try to make it a team based, and we have a little bit of fun with it to try to push ourselves. 
We all try to beat right now. I think we're all trying to beat Jody and Colin. My God, those two are just animals. Animals. There's something hard, in the water. They're hard to catch. Yeah, they they're tough. But um, you come in. If we can modify anything, I know. Like with Missy, Missy, my wife is facing a uh, pretty lengthy back issue that she has dealing with. So we modify for her all the time. Um, so if you come in and you're nervous about it, you can't think you do something. That's fine. Let us know. We modify it, but you should absolutely come in on Friday nights and check it out. If you're curious, come on in and let us guide you through it on a Friday night. Loud music, a lot of fun. We all have a good time. Uh, it's there's a group PG that goes out to ish Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. usually go out to eat afterwards. There's yeah, usually there's a group, a group of six, eight, ten of us that'll go out to grab something to eat afterwards. It's just a nice little group. It's a it's a nice little sub community. Yeah. You know, of people that we like to do dumb stuff and pretty much everybody likes to yell at Scott, so I do appreciate everybody that has me coming out, all our, 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 our uh, loyal oh, ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Joe Biden there. Wow. <laughs> um, anyways, so for everybody that's loyal that comes to us every week and keep supporting us, we appreciate you. Keep coming in. Um, keep giving us the feedback. We only get better through feedback. And honestly, when I say that, I don't just say that you know with meaninglessly. I want people to tell me, hey, listen, we like this, we don't like that. That way the program... Stays consistent with what we all like, so people keep coming back. If you hate it, you're not going to keep coming back. So I need to know, hey, that workout was stupid, which Josh usually gives me that feedback quite frequently. Um, but as a community, let me know. So last one was good. Yeah, last one was good, wasn't it? And then there's been a couple. And now, not every workout is going to be super hard, and not every workout is going to be super easy. Um, but we do have some that are easier than others. We have some. We do we do a relay race a few times, or we just go Team Josh versus Team Scott. And we just have a little bit of fun running through a couple different obstacles. So it always changes. It's always something out there that can be completely different. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, spring again when we can go out there and utilize that that grassy area outside and yep. maybe do some fun things out there. And there will be some uh, things coming up in the spring um, that me and Josh are talking about offline that we're trying to plan right now. Um, we'll let you know as the time gets further. We're not going to do it for the winter, I think, when we talked about it. Um, but come spring, keep your ears on. We're going to be making an announcement about um, a new venture we're going to be heading into. So we'll let you know on that. So without without going uh, without any further ado, let's go into these questions. So we've had some questions asked by our audience. Thank you, by the way, for submitting these questions. Um, it's definitely going to help out. So the first question we got, this is from Mike. Mike wants to know... Um, do back squats and front squats work different muscles? So this has been around for a while. Um, some people think if you loaded a front squat, it was more quad dominant. And if you do a back squat, it's more glute and hamstring dominant. Well, so through research and research and research, um, Squat University, Dr. Aaron Forshin came up and he did the research paper for this. And he found out knee flexion is knee flexion. If you're flexing your knee, the same muscles are being worked. The difference is how much pressure is on the knee. A front squat has more compressive forces on the knee than a back squat does. But as far as muscles worked, the main muscles will always be quads on both of those instances. The main muscle is quads, synergistic muscles or your antagonist muscles, your hamstrings and your glutes. So all the muscles are being worked, but it is a quad dominated exercise. Um, so if that helps out your question, Mike, there's not a whole lot of difference um, as far as muscles being utilized. The problem is, and this is where people have the argument, is how they're doing their back squat. Some people that do what's called the stripper squat, or they have a big forward lean on their squat, they become a hip-dominant squatter, which means that they shoot their hips up before their back. It almost looks like a good morning. Now you're becoming, you're, you're doing more uh, hamstring and glute work than you are quad work. So um, if you are a big forward leaner and a hip-dominant, which should not be, you should be trying to correct your posture and getting your torso upright. But that is where the difference comes in, is the forward angle of your body. So if you lean your board body too far forward, you're going to be enacting more of your hamstring and glutes. If you stay upright, keep that bar path between your midfoot and ankles, you're going to be working the same muscles, either front or back squat. So I hope that answers your question, Mike. Hmm. All right, what do you got? So my next question, where are you guys going to be or what are we going to be doing next? Ooh, Ooh, that's actually a really good question. What are you going to do next? So what is probably the next thing coming up? Um, I don't know. Friday night at the bar is usually a pretty big one. Yeah, Friday. We do have uh, Gorilla Games. Gorilla Games. What's the date on Gorilla Games? February 7th, I think. Oh. Let me, we better look uh, this up before I put out the wrong information. Yeah, before he gets beat up. Um, 
So you looked that up. Let me talk about Gorilla Games. Yeah. I've, so, already, I've already looked it up. It's 2-4. It's 2-4. Okay, the 4th of February. So it's called Interrage this year. I think this is the 8th year um, that they have run this. It is a same-sex um, team partner, so male-male or female-female. Um, it's going to be, from what I've seen so far, it's going to be pretty good. A little bit different than what we usually do as far as the workouts go, but it's going to be pretty... Uh, it's going to be a good time. If you've never done this, it's a great way to get introduced into the competition aspect of fitness. So the CrossFit Games, things like that, I think if you think of how that runs, it's kind of similar. We just put our own twist to it. It will be um, one individual workout per member and then one team workout. So there's three total workouts. I don't know if there's a fourth one or not. There might be a time break. I don't know. I know that definitely that each individual will be doing one individual workout on the team, and then there'll be one workout that is team-based. So keep that in mind. Uh, any questions, you can go onto the Gorilla House website. You'll see the link for the Gorilla Games. She has her standards posted on there. So you have to meet. If you're curious if you can do it or not, get on there and see what the standards are. And if you can do them, then you should be ready to go. If you can't do them, you have till February to start working on them and get it done. Cool. That's pretty much the next thing. All right. Anything else we have coming up? Nothing else that I'm aware of here. I'm trying to think if we have. I think we're good. We have some guests. We're going to get our guest list back together. Um, all right, so the next question I have. This one comes from Josh, not the Josh Lightner that I'm with, but this came from uh, another member. So the question is, and I know why he asked this question because I, I addressed it with him before. He was bench pressing one day, and as he was coming off his bench press, I hear him like have this deep exhale shh, the whole way up. And I said, hey, let's not do that. Let's go ahead and try to tighten that core, keep that air pressure going, and don't blow out during your, your concentric portion of your lift. So he wanted to know why, and he's asking me, why do I not breathe out? All right, so the old school way of lifting, would people would take this, you know, they would, they would unload their bar, they come down the eccentric portion, and then on the concentric, they always would breathe out. So they'd do this big exhale when they come up, right? And for years, everybody did this, and they thought it created more power. Or actually, what you're doing is you're doing a power dump. You're depressurizing your system. And at the very top of the lift, there's nothing supporting your inner, your, your torso, right? So you think of a soda can. If I take a soda can and I shake it up and I stand on it, it's going to hold, it'll hold you, it'll hold me, it'll hold a lot of weight. Thanks. As soon as we open that can up, yeah. it's going to crush. Correct. You're, think about that as your torso. I take this big giant breath in. When I lift, I'm pressurized. My spine is now safe because I have all this abdominal pressure creating stability in my spine. Once you lose that and you blow out, there's nothing supporting my spine. So now it becomes a, um, becomes a spinal compromised position and we don't want that, especially in a squat position. So our best way to do this is we take this, it's called a belly breath. And there's two different ways of breathing. You take a breath through your lungs or you kind of swallow air into your belly and you brace like you're being punched. You're trying to pull your rib cage down. You make this tight core. And if you watch like a lot of the Olympic lifters, um, you'll see them take this look like they, they, they're chewing air, like they take a big bite of air and they brace. You go down into your position. When you come back out, you keep holding that breath. When you get to the top of it, you can take a quick exhale and a quick inhale just to get fresh oxygen in there, but you never want to completely exhale. And we're talking about maximal loads again. We're not talking about repping out 20 and 30 where I'm telling you hold your breath because you'll pass out. We're talking for maximal load. You should always try to have pressure in your system. Even if you are repping out, you should have some kind of breath control where you're never completely depressurized inside. So the old school thinking of blowing out and doing a exhale during your, your concentric portion, um, that practice should stop, especially if you start getting heavy, and you should start incorporating what's called the Vasalsa maneuver, which making that tight breath. Now, forewarning on that, if you are somebody that suffers from high blood pressure, do not do that. Um, there is an acute response to this. Um, it will shoot your blood pressure acutely through the roof. Um, this is why some people get lightheaded and they pass out. Like, so, do you ever see people pass out during a deadlift or get super lightheaded? Kind of what happened to Eddie Hall. When Eddie Hall broke the record for the deadlift, he, his nose started bleeding. That's he, because, never, he never passed out. He just looked like he was going but to die. The, the nosebleed was caused by the blood pressure. Yeah. When he started lifting, your blood pressure, I mean, he's lifting a thousand goddamn pounds. So, his blood pressure went through the roof and it wait, wait, shot baby. it. Now, with that being said, I'm gonna go a little, a little bit tangent here. Look I'm gonna ask that. Josh why Josh hasn't checked out our YouTube channel. I know it's on our YouTube. We should know this already. Why? Why did Josh? Know. We gotta get some more of them going. We gotta talk about them to get people yeah. to know that they exist. Yeah. 
Um, but Eddie Hall and the powerlifters of, of the world, the greats right now, if you look at them, and I think we talked about this in another podcast, their bellies look, everybody says they have the turtle shell or big fat belly. That is probably one of the most functional bellies you're going to have. You want to talk about one that has, the a, has one that has a problem with it. Who is my dream girl? Is Annie Thor's daughter? She who, does, right? No, I think she hers also gets came very from, upset about it. But I think hers came from. She has a baby. separated abdomen. Is that what she has? has? Yeah. So uh, oh, I didn't it, know that. Yeah, I thought it was because you she just read her had Instagram posts instead of just looking at her like she's a something, some kind of symbol. <laughs> she is a symbol. <laughs> instead of doing that, if you just take a little bit of initiative and follow into her. So life, wait. So explain that to me. What happened to her? So I. I, I'm gonna say it wrong because I'm not a doctor. This is the chip. We'll fix it this is go. followed by me going. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that after the the birth of her child, something happened with the muscle and that layer that's there, um, and there was separation between the muscles. So okay. she gets super in her head. I mean, even as a CrossFit athlete, like probably top ten ever at this point. Yeah, she's good, as, especially as a female, if not female and male. Um, she gets in her head a lot on Facebook posts or in Instagram posts, which I kind of enjoy to, to read too, is that people will say, oh my gosh, oh, oh, how far along are you now? You know, and she's not pregnant. Yeah. You know, but she's I, got a six pack. That yeah. <laughs> and here's what I like about her, because she showed the whole world. So a lot of these athletes, they look at, you know, their lifestyle is unlike what we live. You know what I mean? They have people that cook for them. They have people that clean for them. They literally spend all day in themselves train. to train. But now you take someone like her who now has a child who is raising a family and she's still competing. To me, that's, that's a lot more honorable than these people that are just, not that they're selfish because they're, 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 they're chasing their dream and their sport, but she now has a lot more responsibility and she's still competing at that level. Um, I give her a lot of credit because that's not, that can't be easy having to now take the time she used to have dedicated to herself. and She has to split that time to raise her family. Um, and she's still, I mean... She was just on the Rogue Invitational, and she did very, very well. So yeah. um, kudos to her for, for doing what she has done. But, yeah, I didn't know that about her. Yeah. So, yeah, so those those stomachs are still very functional. Like, for her, obviously, she has a physical thing. But, like, the power lifters, that stomach's from bracing. And they're, they have to have that big belly to be able to brace such a heavy goddamn load. So, all right, next question. So, my next question is a strange one, and I think it's probably directed towards you since you sometimes bring up things about, like, the school district and gym classes oh and things like that. I'm in trouble. So, for the youth and the future of things for humans and going to the gym or not going to the gym or making decisions about playing sports, what kind of a lifestyle do you recommend for someone who is just trying to become a little bit more fit? So somebody that doesn't necessarily have time to maybe have a personal trainer isn't, isn't maybe that overweight or doesn't need, they just want to become a little bit more a- athletic or a little bit more um, fit in their, in their lives. How do they get started or what should they start looking at? Uh, what age group do you think we're talking about here? Are you talking about anybody I would, I would generalized? Say, I would say, judging, guessing from the people that were uh, talking about this, I'm going to say somewhere in their 30s. Okay. So if somebody just wants, they don't want to go to the gym, they don't really have time to do anything, the best place... Again, it depends on where their fitness level is already. Um, I always tell people the first thing you do is try to get walks in. Try to get those 10,000 steps in a day. That helps with something called NEAT. So it's your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So this is going to help kind of get the metabolism working again, get the heart rate pumping. Uh, and then from there, I think body would exercise is the way to go. Um, if they're into sports, if they play recreational leagues. So you can bike, hike. I mean, you, there's so many things you can do that are... If you're an outdoorsy person, I mean, honestly, the world is your playground. There's so many things you can do. Hiking, biking. So what if you're not walking. an outdoorsy person? So the people that I'm talking about and the person that I, um, I, I know this person, um, the, the person that's listening is going is somebody that kind of works in an office all day. Okay. It's a she. Okay. And she, you know, doesn't really, not really an outdoorsy type, doesn't, not really running, you know, actually just had a baby. Okay. So she's inside. She has a child now. Honestly, bodyweight exercises. I'm big into thinking just doing some air squats every day and push-ups and sit-ups. There's so many different programs you can follow. Um, she can take 10, 10 to 15 minutes a day do a full body, full body um, workout with just body weight would be ideal. Now, eventually, here's the only thing with body weight. That, stick with me on this one. This is going to get a little science-y. That's, you only can do that for so long. Right. right. So progressive, the way the body adapts, 
at first you're going to make great gains, but eventually you're once you're doing push-ups, you do ten push-ups every day. I'm 175 pounds, so you technically I'm probably pushing 100 pounds, give or take. Eventually, my body's going to adapt to that. And there's no more growth going to happen. So I got to either add weight, increase my reps, add more sets, whatever you're going to do to keep getting stronger. Eventually, you're going to top out. You're going to be there all day doing push-ups. Saying, "What's the limit here?" So then, from there, maybe get some cells, some small, some uh, small dumbbells. Um, switch it up a little bit. Switch exercises. But yeah, if you just want to stay healthy and fit, just move. Movement's going to always be medicine. Um, stationary bikes at the house, if they have them, are great. Online, there's probably a thousand. You can go to YouTube right now and find a 30-minute full-body workout, bodyweight workout. There's probably 2,000 of them on the internet right now. You can find. Just follow along. And how about um, basic nutrition? I mean, just just trying to to make sure you you're just eating things from different food groups and. Yep. Um, I think one Keep of the moving. best mantras I've ever heard was, if it doesn't grow from the earth, you can't pick it from a tree, you can't kill it, don't bother eating it. So basically, your, your lean meats, um, fruits and veggies, you want to stick with those. They're going to be your staple foods. Um, you don't want to you don't want to overindulge in the in the sweets. You don't want to overeat. Um, the thing with the thing with um, the thing with people after they have ch- uh, children is they get in this. They kind of eat what the kid eats. It's just what happened so the kid's eating it and he's trying to grow so they're eating all the time and you're sitting there just kind of grazing with them and this is where the weight comes on you got to be very disciplined um, and know what you're going to eat make sure you have a regimented time because it's very easy when you have a child I know because I have four of them it's very easy to sit around and just kind of get lost with raising the child and kind of forget about yourself a little bit you still have to make yourself a priority I'm not saying to neglect the child but you can make yourself a priority and still have that child priority as well Um, so make sure you're eating those proper foods and getting that hydration Trying to get as much sleep as you can. Newborns, I know, are tough when you have new children. Um, but you still should be trying to maybe nap when they nap. If you're, if you're a stay-at-home mom or dad um, and, that, and, the, and your child doesn't sleep much, you got to sleep when they sleep. You got, I know it's not the, the perfect solution because you're not having seven to eight hours of straight sleep. But at one point, you got to try to do what you can do to survive. So whether it be sleeping two hours here and there and sleeping when the baby sleeps, that's going to be the key too. But, yeah, so basically, so to sum that up, um, you want to move 20, 30 minutes a day, try to get some kind of physical exercise in, whether it be walking, biking, body weight stuff, and you want to eat as clean as possible and watch your portions and sleep whenever you can. I like it. It sounds sense. very, very simple, but sometimes you just have to be reminded. Yeah, know. sometimes we overthink, we overthink this. Um, go back 100 years before, I don't know when gyms were invented, but let's say before gyms. What did people there do for exercise? We didn't have TVs. We didn't have the comforts that we have now. We farmed. Yeah, you didn't have to exercise because you were busy. You were busy, right? Kind of the reason we have gyms is because we've created a comfortable lifestyle that kind of create laziness. So we have to have these gyms to kind of offset that new lifestyle that we have. hundred years ago, we were either farming or, or catching our prey or whatever we were doing. We were always moving. We didn't have the comforts we have now. Um, but so I think that's why there's a difference between how things used to be and how they are now and why we have to have these gyms because without it and this is and I just sold my home gym speaking of which sold my home gym and it's funny because I had it during COVID and I use it but I never was able to get the intensity at home that I can here when I come to a gym I work out harder and better and the workout just seems so just, I don't know who the I don't know who the smart aleck was on your Facebook post that said you said something about the one thing, or was like, this is my home gym from COVID, and they were like, yeah, we can tell. It doesn't look like it got used very much yeah. in the dust. Yeah. But it, it, it's hard. It it's is. not the same. It's not if you the don't same. drive to the gym, it, 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 is, it just isn't the same. It's not because the same environment. Your home, you're not pushing as hard. You're not, because... You don't have a spotter, so maybe you're not going to go Psychologically, your home is your comfort zone, right? When you're home, that's supposed to be your downtime, your comfort zone, the one we find peace at. So you put a gym in there, and now you're saying, hey, we're going to get out of this comfort zone. We're going to make ourselves sweat and do hard work. And you're like, I really don't want to do this. I can go 10 feet upstairs and hang out with my kids and watch TV that they're all hanging out. And you're like, this sucks. So, I mean, I did it, but it just wasn't anywhere near. When I come to a gym, I can get, you know what I mean? You see other people working out. It's kind of it's kind of contagious to see everybody else working out. And there's always ego involved with dudes. I'm like, hey, I bet you I can do that. You know what I mean? It's, it's just how it works. So long story short, I sold the home gym because... She was tired of not having garage space. You were tired of putting use your squat rack as a coat rack? Yeah, my squat rack was just in the way. I couldn't put shit in my garage. So we got rid of it all, and now I have space in my garage again. But that's so with the home stuff, working out at home, that's where I was going to go with that. It's hard to work out at home. It will require you to have some discipline 
again, because you're. It sounds to me you're like a, a lot of a lot of the people hard. that I know that are home gym users, you know, they're heavy home gym users. That's more of a cardio. They're doing their cardio at home. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing bikes. their Peloton. They're doing their rower, which is fine. You know, which, which is, is fine. fine. Um, I do. I'm big into. I think cardio is. I made a post the other day about blending. You should. You shouldn't know. You should blur the vision or blur the line of strength training and metabolic conditioning. You shouldn't know the difference. Like it all should be in one creative package because that's how nature is. So same thing there. Like, don't get so focused on only cardio and don't get so focused on only strength training. Blend a little bit of it all. If you're doing a Peloton bike, you know maybe get some dumbbells with it. Do some dumbbell. They I know that Peloton system. They actually have a workout on there where you'll do like so long on a bike, get off. You'll do like dumbbell thrusters and then you'll go back on the bike. Something like that, 10, 15 minutes of that every day. That way you're adding weight. Even a little bit of weight creates better bone structure, right? You get denser bone. You need to keep muscle as you get older because muscle is longevity. So the more muscle we have, the better muscle we have, the more conditioned muscle we have. Um, Longevity-wise, it can be better for you. So you also want to have muscle along with that cardiovascular when we get older. So the older you get, we want to have, we want to be able to balance both of those two things. So... And again, like Ange says, we like to work energy systems. So you should be working that aerobic system, the anaerobic system, the glycogenic system. Um, all these systems should be worked together. So you have three. You have the ATP system, the glycogenic system, and you have what's called the oxidative system or anaerobic, anaerobic. Those three systems all should be worked routinely. So that's a, that's a, that's another story we go into for hours upon hours. But I've done that there. with you before. We've yeah, been, we've been down that. Yeah, go down that road, and that's because that's kind of what I. So I get really, I, I get long winded talking about that kind of stuff because my passion is like understanding how that kind of stuff is so beneficial. So I go very long winded on that, but I'm not going to. Thank but you. You're welcome. I'm just <laughs> my stop. passion I'm just is stop there. My passion is finding out what Scott's looking for holes in any of Scott's statements. <laughs> now I'm usually pretty on point. You're I'm not going to say shit if I don't. Sometimes I'm wrong, but not usually. Yeah. I guarantee we'll get blowback from the um, the breathing because some people believe that extra breathing out adds more power, and that's fine. I can share. I can give you all the research papers that show you against it, and we can go down that road if you'd like. So if you don't agree with any of the stuff we say, please shoot me an email. Please, I will. Uh, his nose. We'll bring we'll bring you in here on, on a show, and we can go ahead and debate it. I'm I'm fine with that as well. He is a master debater. From master what I'm told. master debater. All right, so I have a question from Shane, and he says, does Josh still enjoy trading? <laughs> so Josh is giving Scott and Shane the finger right now. Yes, yes. Um, so, um, yes, Josh enjoys training. Josh recently has been experiencing some things. So Josh has been going through some, uh, I feel like maybe I'm, maybe I'm hitting that spot in my life again where I'm just like, oh, my God, what are we doing? It's like the same thing over and over every day, and sometimes you just get frustrated, right? So uh, you get frustrated. So yeah, I mean, I don't get frustrated and like punch somebody in the nose. It would be an easy target, and I have never done that. So before we go any deeper, Dick, um, I've never, never, I'm not that frustrated or that mad. I just get, um, I do, I do get frustrated, and I think a lot of us do. You know, it's a, it's a real thing. So to answer your question, yes, frustration. You were is part expecting of the game. a longer-winded answer. Yeah. My answer is yes. Uh, I'm going to lead this into a couple things for you that I want you to answer. And I want your honest answer. Frustration is part of this game. You yes. get frustrated. Remember, we said about training is not linear. It's mm-hmm. not this. It's not this super up, uphill that we just keep going and going and getting better and better. We crash sometimes. We get injuries. We have setbacks. How are you dealing with that? Knowing now that you have this shorter issue, um, knowing that now you have to really cut back. You're going to have to scale a little bit for the next few months till things become better. How does that sit in your head right now? Um, that bothers me very little. Good. What does bother you right now? Oh man, this what, is uh, what's the one that what bothers you more than anything right now for what you're going through? So I guess we're in the podcast room in the truth circle here. So for me, it's the weight thing still. I mean, I get it's a number, but numbers are how we. If we didn't have numbers, we would have no way of judging or um, checking like where we're at with things, right? Correct. So a lot of things that frustrate Josh, period, are that the numbers don't change as much. Right, so, but, I mean, when you're losing 140-ish pounds, at some point that fun train stops, and you have to start doing other things. And then you go into something that everybody tells me about that's called body recomposition. You know, and maybe that's a thing, maybe it isn't. I don't know. We're going to find out, though, because I'm too stupid. What do you mean, body recomposition? Explain. I don't know. That's what you told me. 
body recomposition could be a couple things. Some people say that's like that surgery, which I no, I'm not. not. I'm, I'm, you never told me to have surgery. Uh, that's why I said that's not me. So I was told by somebody that has a giant nose and this thing across from me that sometimes the weight stays the same because your body starts converting fat areas into muscle, and muscle sometimes weighs more than fat. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yep. So two things can't occupy the same space, right? So George divided amongst himself could not exist. Correct. So kind of the same same thing here is weight loss. The word weight loss or the words weight loss by themselves is kind of a, it's wrong. We shouldn't be worried about weight loss. We should be worried about fat loss. Weight itself is irrelevant. It's an arbitrary number. How, to a, to a point, if you're 1,000, you know, 800 pounds, it's going to matter. But we want to go after fat, not really technically weight, because weight can lie to you. If I am very muscular and I'm holding 11% body fat, I'm very muscular, BMI is going to say, your weight to height ratio is way off. I'm holding a lot of muscle. Now, can you have too much muscle? Yes, you can. Um, but You can have too much muscle? You can absolutely have too much muscle. That's scary. Yeah. If you get too lean, let's say you get super lean. I guess not too much muscle. Maybe maybe that's a bad one. Maybe word. too little fat. Too little fat, right. Yeah. If you get too low of fat, um, that's also dangerous. So, And that's kind of where what I have verged on my entire life is being undernourished and under my fat composition was way too low because being scrawny, I'm just the opposite of you. So the, the problems you face on your end, I'm on the other end of the spectrum fighting that same battle. For me right now, I'm trying to get to 185 pounds. I've been eating like a fucking hog for a week. I put on one pound. I feel like I could help you with one this. One pound. You have no idea. Dude, this, <laughs> I shouldn't even say this because I'll probably get fired. Every, if any of my clients are listening, they're going to be like, I'm, he's fired. He's a dick. I ate, this is no bullshit, the other day, I ate, we bought this family pack of Oreos. I ate an entire sleeve, two things of chocolate milk. Then I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on top of that. And then I had, what else did I have? I had a shit ton of food. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like just disgusting right now. Then it gained a single pound, not one. Now I realize one meal is not going to do that, but I've been eating like that for a week. Maybe not that intense, but I have been I ate like that for years, sir. That's how you food. put it on. <laughs> and it's not, like scale isn't moving, but... I, I, I also understand the way I work out is very intense. Um, I, I move a lot. So my NEAT, that, that, what we talked about, that non-exercise activity thermogenesis, my NEAT's very, very high. I'm always moving. So I think my problem is the calories I think I'm getting in, I think I'm in a calorie surplus, I'm not. Obviously, if I was, I'd be putting weight on. Right. So I am burning at such a large rate right now, I can't keep up food-wise. So I don't want to slow down my metabolism because that's a good thing. But I don't want to, and I don't want to overeat, so i got to find out this balance here. i got to figure out what I need to do, which I'm going to probably sit down tonight and figure out what I need to do. And I can't keep doing a dirty bulk. I'm not going to keep eating shit food just to try to get bigger because that's not good either because then it creates inflammation for me and I have other issues. So there's something called a clean bulk that we can do, um, but a clean bulk is very, very hard because protein is very it's expensive and protein is a very satiating macronutrient, and it's hard to... It's hard to get overeat protein because it's just very satiating. I get like I get so full and stuff that I want to throw up. Um, so we'll figure it out. But back that's, to you. That's what I noticed for me makes a huge difference. So um, after talking to Tim, and I'm probably screwing this up. So if I am, and Tim's actually listening, Tim, I'm sorry. But um, so I started making overnight oats. Good. And I love those freaking protein cookies. You get like a sheets or yeah. up at the desk. So I bought like a couple cases of those. So every morning when I leave, I throw my gym bag at my overnight oats in my cookie so like driving to state college i'll eat my cookie and then when i go on break or whatever i'll eat my overnight oats by the time you eat both of those things you're full yeah like significantly full yeah you know and because it's very safe it's that's protein in your case with your weight loss we're getting to the point now where we are we're burning fat is what we're going after because you're starting to get you're starting to see the definition you can see your arm definition that one picture we have your triceps there your biceps showing you're starting to get stronger. So obviously the muscle definition is there. So it's working. But you're counterbalancing yourself now. So the muscle it weighs a little bit more than fat. So you're not seeing change on the scale, but we're seeing body composition changing, right? You're starting to look really, really good. You look very fit. Two pant sizes since but the beginning of the year, but no weight change. Right. right? And, and that's why I can understand where your mind fuck. Your mind fuck is pant size is changing, but the weight is. Why? Because you're developing muscle as well. And you're getting to the point where I'm not sure where your anatomical limit is. Like where is your natural weight going to be at? You being a mesomorph, your natural weight, or an endo, what are you, endo? Mm-hmm. You are. You're the trainer, dude. You're, 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 I think, 
Yeah, I, I always get them confused. You're, you're mesomorphite, if I'm thinking about this correctly. Either way, long story short, um, you're getting to the point where you're hitting kind of where you're naturally going to be weight-wise. You're probably a 260, 270 type of guy. The closer you get to that mark, the harder it is to lose weight because now your body is, it needs to store so much fat for protection of your, your organs. Fat is something your body likes to hold on to for survival reasons, right? So back in the ancient days, fat was a thing you wanted because it kept you warmer, it was able to protect your organs better. So it'll burn muscle. So if you go to a starvation protocol, you'll burn muscle before fat because muscle is expensive. Muscle is one of the most expensive. It's the biggest organ in your body, but it's also expensive to hold. So if you're not feeding it, it'll burn that muscle quick. And muscle goes into something, when they burn it, it goes into what's called gluconeogenesis, which means the breakdown of that muscle, it breaks down your kidneys, it converts it into glucose, and it burns it for fuel. So um, give it time. Keep building that muscle. Keep building the muscle. I know that it's hard to tell you, hey, don't worry about that scale, because that is... I'll, that was your ultimate bigger. goal. But it was your ultimate goal was to lose weight. That's your ultimate goal. So when that's your goal and the scales are moving, it's tough. Um, and I do realize, and that's probably part of the other mind fuck with the whole thing. If I wanted to just lose weight, I would just stop doing things like I would stop doing things like Barbell Club. I would just stop eating as much protein as I am and I would just walk or do cardio every day, like I did forever. But then you And that's do, not gonna make me any better. Well you'll do exactly what Andy right. says. You'll look like a bag of soup. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to look like the Grinch. Your, your weight will change, but then you're going to have all this sag because there's no muscle to fill that right. position. So we need to starve the fat, feed the lean muscle, and that's kind of what we're going after now. Starve the fat off, fuel that muscle as much as we can, and watch a change happen. Unfortunately, you're getting to the point now where that change is going to take, you're not going to see a 10-pound weight loss in two months. You're going to see a 10-pound weight loss in eight months, maybe a year, because you're getting close to that point. So... So yeah, if you're weight loss, if you're someone looking for weight loss, um, think of change the way you think to fat loss. Go after the fat. Starve the fat. Try to maintain as much muscle as you can. That's going to be your goal. And if you're someone on my end where you're a hard gainer, um, try not to do too much of a dirty bulk. If you're trying to put weight on, you got to figure out where your calories are. Um, most hard gainers have a very high metabolism, and that's going to be our, our arch nemesis is trying to fight through that, figure out how many calories you really need. Um, I know Jeremy, he's another one. Jeremy's tall and skinny, super strong, but he doesn't eat enough because he's in here 24-7. Um, he's a pterodactyl. He is. But you worry about him because as he gets older, he's going to be like me. The older you get, you keep getting malnourished and he keeps working out the way he is, something's going to give. Like you're, trying, you're, you're telling your body, I need you to have this high demand, but I'm not going to give you the fuel to have this high demand. And I run into the same problem as he does. So I can talk about this. I'm not picking on him because I have the same problem. I'm asking a high demand from a system that I'm not giving enough fuel to. So let's say trying to run your car on empty. It's hard. Eventually something's going to give out. So um, keep that in mind if you're either gaining or losing weight, then the what you put in your system is going to be very, very important. Um, what other questions do we have? That's all. I had, I had three. Yeah, I mean, that's all I had two was three. We, we split them down to three and three. I'm glad I didn't get my question about myself. Shane, I'll be looking for you, sir. Yeah, we did. We said we just asked. No, that. I said I'm glad I didn't have to read my own question. Oh, and I'll be looking for Shane. So let's go back to your shoulder here a little bit. So how did this all present itself? So talk about I mean, where it's I know, right but let's explain to the audience what happened. So I had been complaining a little bit about um, what I'm assuming was that myofascia, whatever. So I don't know. Scott likes to use big words, and everybody the fa- that works the fascia around the muscle. Everybody that works here likes to use these dollar fifty words. I'm like a uh, I'm like a thirty five cent kind of guy, so I don't know what any of that stuff means. But um, fascia wraps around your muscle. Think about saran, saran wrap. Yeah, think about saran wrap. That when you wrap up meat, you wrap you wrap it up with a saran wrap. Kind of what your muscles is wrapped with is this fascia. So, anyways, go ahead. So my arm, um, my shoulder just started hurting um, when I was doing overhead stuff. Seemed like it was starting to bother me a little bit. It was bugging me like crazy there for a while, and I was unable to do kind of any of the the heavy lifts that I was doing before because I just felt un un, un maybe even I guess something just felt a little bit off. Um, a lot of it was in my head, I'm sure, and I'm sure part of it still is. That you know, the minute something starts to hurt, you're just like I become a little bit nervous. Okay, do I really want to throw this up over my head? Right. You know, am I gonna be able? Am I gonna do more damage than good? Because at the end of the day, I'm not a professional athlete. Um, all of the stuff that I'm doing is great. It's awesome that I'm being able to lift more weights or I can do more things or I can do learn how to do this or that. But at the end of the day, I still need to be able to come up and go to work tomorrow morning. You know, I'm, I'm not an athlete by nature. I'm not an athlete by career. 
I, my, I still need to be able to do what I need to do. So if there are things I have to call an audible on, I need to do that. Um, so what was happening was I was starting to notice that it was starting to become more and more often that my that was becoming my weak link, you know, and it was just starting to drive me crazy. It was yep. getting a little bit frustrating. Kept saying, hey, take a break, take a break, right? So And I did. You did. Um, the bad thing as trainers, um, I sell fitness, right? That's what I live for, fitness. However, um, I think sometimes I also need to understand, I need to tell people like you who... When you're all in, you're an all in type of guy. You're you're in, you're all in, or you're all out. There's no in between. So for me to tell you, hey, you need to step away for a week. Don't touch a weight. Don't come into the gym. I just need you to take off for a week. I gotta understand that I just created this monster from you because for the last year I've been telling you, you need to be in the gym, dude. You need to be in the gym. You need to be working out. You want to lose weight? It's gonna it's gonna cost you 60 minutes to 90 minutes every day. Um, one day one day of rest, and then all of a sudden I'm like, nope, you're taking off for a week, and you're like, but wait a second. So in your head you think that. You go back into that negative bias. You think, well, 400 pounds right around the court. If I take off a week, I'll be 400 pounds right of that week. Not necessarily true. Uh, a good break, especially when you're injured, can do a lot of good for you. Ask anybody who takes a week off and they come back, they're like, wow, I feel amazing. But your body's just going to heal for a week. And if you watch your diet, because weight loss is, hate to say this, weight loss has very little to do, or fat loss has very little to do with your training. It has everything to do with your diet. So if you take off for a week, keep an eye on your diet. And you should be fine, heal up a little bit, and then come back. Which you did. You took off for a little bit, um, under a little bit of distress. You, that wasn't something that you did that you wanted to do, but you did. Um, you came yeah, back. it wasn't something that was even planned. I just quit coming for a yeah, couple days. Quit coming, but then you came back. You felt okay. And then it started, kind of triggering back up again. So now we're going to go into. Um, we're going to really concentrate on that shoulder. So I will be doing a couple things. I will be doing a little bit of physical therapy. Yeah. Um, and I will be doing. I will still be doing my normal classes. I will still be doing all that stuff. Hopefully, just a little bit slightly modified until I feel comfortable enough to be back to where I was at. Good. But um, so if anybody's facing stuff like this, you got to learn to work around injuries. And you know, if you have a rust mark in your car, you don't quit driving it. You just you know cut patch the rust it up. Off. Like yeah. I told you we just cut the arm off. And I, patch I, it up. That works so much more. We're gonna patch it up. So in, in Josh's case, we're gonna go with you know let pain be your guide type of method. Um, if it hurts, obviously we don't do it. And we got to concentrate on warming that up really well and try to develop the muscles around the area that is structurally compromised. So, which, and that's how I like to look at things is find the thing that is structurally compromised. Obviously, we can't fix the joint because the joint has grown to a certain position, but we can fix the muscles around it. And this is, I just tried to tell Missy this for her back, and I think she finally catched on to the concept. If you have a hurt joint, we'll go back to my hips. So, two fucking shitty hips I have. How do we compensate that? I make the quads, the hamstring, and the glutes as strong as I possibly can because they will do the work of the hips for the most part. So in your case, you have that back, right? So you have a bit of a slip disc, is that what they call it? You have a slipped? Yeah, kind of. Slipped, herniated? Yeah. So we know that that's going to be a compromised spot. That's going to be a weak spot in your back. So if we take your trap muscles, we take your rector muscles, we take all the muscles of your upper back, and we really develop them to be strong, they should help keep that joint free from, from movement, right? If the muscle's weak, what happens is that that joint now gets a little bit more compressed and it has to do a lot more work that the muscles aren't doing. When the muscles are firing properly and they're strong, they can do, put a little bit of relief inside of those joints and allow that space in there for that joint to move. Is it going to be 100% pain-free and perfect? No. But it's a whole lot better when the muscles move freely and or the m muscles move properly for that joint. So if, you have, if you're fighting muscle uh, atrophy and a joint problem, that's just you're just compounding the problem. So we got to address what we can address. We can fix what we can fix, which is making the muscles strong and, and agile for that position. Same thing for my legs. I found out during all mine, I had the weakest goddamn hamstrings I think of any human being that's ever existed. I swear to God, after my hips, I'm like... I highly doubt that. I'm like, why are these so... They were. I had a... Sh my legs, period, were weak. I was a runner, you know. I couldn't squat to save my life. I couldn't deadlift to save my life. And I spent the last six years developing what I can develop with what I have. And I tell you what, my hips... I have zero pain in my hips. None. I can move. Last week we were rolling. I told Ray we did that one. Remember that thing we did with that hip lock? We pulled the hip in. Mm -hmm. He pulled it the first time. And I'm like, uh-oh. I wonder if that's because it did feel weird, but it was, it was fine. And that's why I'm realizing I think my hips are fine. Now, do I have, I'm not going to be able to do a full split anytime soon, but being able to develop the muscles around it has made a huge, huge difference. So I try to tell everybody, if you have an injury, concentrate the muscles. Look upstream and downstream of that joint and fix the muscles around it. 
So if that helps you. I think personally you've done great. We gotta clear your head a little bit. You have um when you get pissed, boy, you go, you're all out. What? You what do, you, you get about? you get mad, you get you get pretty pissed. Yeah, I get um, pretty mad. But you're working through it. This is all part of the process. This process of trading, again, you're gonna have the highs are highs, the lows are stupid low. Yeah. So ride the wave of success when it's there, and when failure comes and, and setbacks happen, learn from them and grow from them. Every injury is, is a chance to learn from, right? You've got to understand why, why it happened and not have that happen again. So whether it be an improper lifting, well, that's my thing, chasing weight that you don't I don't know what caused it. We don't know what happened. It could have just been life. Could have been. Um, this is why you sit down and look. Say, is it life or... Did I maybe go too heavy on a lift? Or was the technique off on something? In your case, I don't think so. I bet it was burpees. You're, you're overhead. You should probably stop. <laughs> Sorry, we're not getting out of burpees. You know what? I think it might have been lunges. <laughs> lunges when I talked to my shoulders. doctor, he gave me an excuse that says no more no, lunges and no more burpees. I want to see that excuse. Yeah, Weird. Nice I don't know what he's talking about. Um, but no, I think I think you're doing very well. Um, and I, I'm, I look up to you for fighting through this and still coming in with a smile on your face. And that's kind of this. Like, this is a lifelong thing. When you have the injuries, you just say, hey, it is what it is. I just went through it myself. I had both my shoulders. I had tendonitis in both my shoulders. Kind of stopped for a little while, slowed down. And now, right now, I'm on a high. I'm uh, My body feels great, so I'm going to enjoy it as long as I can until the next injury well, sets me back. I'm a firm believer that we're all pretty fucked up. Otherwise, we probably all wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. You know, every one of us has our own thing. Um, sometimes I think things just get the best of us, you know? It is. You just got to gotta understand, like, you said it best earlier. This here is to enhance our life outside of here. So this becomes a stressor to the fact that I am so pissed off my life is miserable because of I can't work out in a gym. Something's wrong with you. You know what I mean? This is not supposed to be a stressor. This is supposed to be a de-stressor. It's supposed to help elongate your life and help longevity. If this is such a stressor, you come in here and you're so mad that your whole life's falling apart because you got hurt or because you didn't hit a certain lift today, you got to revamp the way you think about your training. You know what I mean? This should not be a, um, a mental stressor. It's a physical stressor, but not mentally. If, if you're just, if this is all you can do, and you're consumed by this, you got to rethink how you're training and why you're training. The train Now, if you're a competitor, I get it, powerlifters, bodybuilders, and they're making a living doing that, I can understand it. But for someone like us, we're just trying to extend our life. Somebody like us, I am, sir, I am a social media influencer. I don't have you, you know. I, is I, that what you are? I am. I sell my pictures of my feet on OnlyFans. You'll have to check those out. They're, it's only like $16 a month. That's gross. That's <laughs> really, I'm not, I'm not disturbed a little bit. Why well, put your phone down, dude? we got to finish this podcast. I'll send you the link later. Let me see. <laughs> Do you have a painted, are they painted pink? Uh, no, I leave them black and blue. Yeah. Most of them, most of, you drop plates on most of them. All right, so let's talk about one last thing and then we'll get out of here. Um, Gorilla Games, are you going to do it or not? I think I'm going to volunteer. Okay. So I think I'm going to be sitting that one out. Well, it's a good experience. Be a good experience for you to see at least. Maybe volunteer and see how it works. And then it maybe said on the website that they were looking for volunteers. So, so I'm, a, I'm a good volunteer. The following week and then the following year, then maybe it'll be your year. We'll see. We'll see. We were going to do it together. Um, and then Josh said that. So I'm going to do the. I can't keep the, up with the standards. There's two different There's two different divisions. Um and there's gorilla and monkey. I can't do monkey, um, and he can't do gorilla. So we can't. We're not really going to pair up on that one, unfortunately. It's nothing against him or me. It's just yeah. It's well, just no, the it's training actually age. a lot against him. Well, the training age is different. I've been doing it a little bit longer, so I have um, a little more capability. He's also capable of climbing ropes. Yeah, it is. I'm not quite it is. there yet. Give it time. Okay, that's what I mean. It's just, I just it's started barbell club in March. Give me a time. It has nothing to do with me. It's just the training age. I've just had a little bit more experience with it. So unfortunately, we can't pair up. So. Um, Yours truly will have Jordan Terry with me. So he called in the ringer. So I called in the ringer. Guy. I feel bad for Jordan because my old ass is going to slow him down. That dude's a hell of a competitor. Um, I'm going to try to keep up as much as I can. I'm currently in training for Gorilla Games. So if you see me out here doing stupid shit, um, I'm... <laughs> Write it down because yeah. he probably knows shit you don't know. Yeah, I'm trying, to, you know, I'm trying to week on some, I'm gonna work on some of my weak spots until then to see if I can make those weak spots. So what you're saying is, is that Overhead Tuesdays squats. and Thursdays are going to be shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We so, are gonna we are gonna set settle into some overhead squats because uh, that is my arch nemesis, obviously. Wow. 
So I can't I, believe you're I, saying that. Oh, I, I don't know. I tried to get you to work on overhead squats before, and you threw a little temper tantrum. Well, because I don't like overhead squats, I don't. Because I don't purpose. like them. They don't, I don't have like a purpose. Them. I hate them. But they, they, they have them. a purpose now because they'll probably be in the gorilla game somewhere. So I'm oh. gonna have to go ahead and yeah. work them now. So anybody that's ever like lifting against Scott, and you want to do play a game of horse with him, oh, yeah, just lifting, just throwing, throwing him, you know, overhead yep. squat with a bar, and he can't even do that. Do so. red, yeah, I can't. I'll, I'll fail all day long. I suck at them. But we're gonna work on it. We're gonna get you to be able to do it. That is the. That is the one thing that I just can't seem to... My shoulders just do not allow me. My lap muscles, whatever it is, something is so tight, I just can't do it. Excuses. It is excuses. Excuses are all I hear. You know how many times you told me, oh, yeah, you can't do it, huh? <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, you just can't do it. Shut up. Do you yeah. have anything else to talk about? Yeah, we're going to talk about how you're a little bitch and you got to learn how to do overhead squats. That's it. I'll get it. We'll get it done by Every podcast by from now on, we're going to talk about how Scott's improved on his overhead squats. They're not going to improve. I'll tell you what. Every time that we work out, which is almost every night. Do you know what's funny? I can overhead squat I, a dumbbell. Talking? I heard you, but I can overhead squat a dumbbell. I'm Why can't I just have one dumbbell? No. Yeah. Every time that we, we work out, at the end of our workout, let's take five minutes, and you have to do five minutes okay. of overhead squats, and I'll do five minutes of lunges or burpees. Agreed. We'll do that. Every Every, every time. workout. So Tuesdays, Thursdays, yep. Fridays, that's what we're doing. Yep. Okay. Oh, God almighty. What am I get myself into? I don't know. Sometimes when I'm starting to be a jerk, it starts to bite myself. Right That's going to suck. <laughs> like, five minutes of burpees is horrible. Five minutes yeah. of lunges is horrible. Burpees. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is our podcast. It's just a catch-up podcast. Um, we answered some questions. We appreciate you guys sending those questions in. Next week um, will be a mustard podcast. A mustard? You said this is a catch-up one? Catch-up. Catch-up. <laughs> <laughs> So Dude, listen, that's here's like a bad dad joke. Here's the thing: we need to get some. Be- we need to get some some help, right? We need some people in here. Yeah, and we're running out of ideas. We need guests. Um, we have a couple guests still, but we're in the next few months. Our guest uh, is going to be depleted. So if you're interested in coming on the show, you have something interesting to talk about, or just tell us about your life, we'd love to have you on. Um, talk to your friends that are doctors, lawyers, that whatever, that you know might want to be on here and say, "Hey, Josh and Scott would love to have you." Will you be on their podcast? And then text me, and I will make it happen. Yes. Okay. Well, that is it for this week's show. Uh, we'll catch up here. Uh, we don't know when the next one will be. Hopefully next week. If the, should, probably, be, uh, should be next week. Probably, probably next week, yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys all for listening, and tune in next week.